Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In Real Time, the movie review podcast where we talk about movies coming to theaters and streaming services. I'm your host, Dalton Fuller, joined by my podcast co-host in life, Kristen. What's up? What's up? And we got a good show for you guys this week. We are going to be talking about How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World, and Fighting with My Family. So let's jump into it. I think we're going to start with How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World. Um, so before we get started, okay, Kristen, mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon, um, a beloved franchise. Absolutely. Uh, a franchise that, okay, so when we think about franchises, when we think about animated franchises in general, you, you, you can talk about your toy stories, your tricks, all of these things. All of them old, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. started way back in the day, back when we were just wee pups. And, like, they have this nostalgia built up now, this, this, must, this gusto. Like, everybody remembers them so fondly. Mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon, like, not the same thing, you know? We got the first movie in, what, 2012? 2010, somewhere? Yeah, after we were 2010. In high yeah. Like, one of the very few new animated franchises, I feel like, that mm-hmm. kind of really took off. Uh, I guess Despicable Me also, uh, if you want to go that way. But, you know, this is one kind of, I feel like, that like punches up there with the big boys. Like, people really like How to Train Your Dragon, like the series. Like, it got its own TV show. You know, this is the third movie now. They make quite a bit of money. So... And everyone loves Toothless. Right, exactly. Like, Toothless he's a is a beloved like, character. The huge mascot. I mean... You know, despite DreamWorks being turbulent as they are, this movie becomes kind of like a mainstay for them or this franchise. So I guess just kind of like starting it off with a one-off, like where do you feel like How to Train Your Dragon ranks among the franchise elites in the, in the animated world, your Toy Stories wow, and all that stuff? You're going to start me off with that question? I am, you know? Wow, I'm just not prepared for that at all. Good. Um, That's how we do it here. Comparing to all of the other major ones, I would say it's somewhere in the middle. Okay. I mean, you can't put it up there, you know, number two. That's or, crazy talk. But yeah, fair. I'd say middle. I'd yeah. say it's definitely like on par or a oh. little above average of the rest. Okay. Here, I'm going to give you, this is what I'm, this is where I'm going to go with this. Okay. Okay. As a whole, on a, on a whole, I got to think about the whole franchise. Okay. Better or worse than Shrek. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Okay, as a whole, though. Yeah, the whole, like, if you're looking, well, they made four Shrek movies. Mm-hmm. They made now three How to Train Your Dragon movies. It looks like this one was the end. Like, obviously, we won't spoil it, but feels pretty definitive. I'd say they left it open to where they could in the future, but they left it like it could end also. Yeah, exactly. They do what all movies do. That Nothing ever ends. Like, we're getting a fourth Toy Story movie. You know? Um, Honestly, I would put this above... The Shrek franchise. Yeah, all right. Let me tell you why. Okay, I'm ready. Shrek forever after, that's why. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. (laughs) No, the first Shrek, incredible. We Mm -hmm. watched that actually not too long ago. And we were dying the entire time. We forgot how funny that movie is. Yeah. The second one's pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. And then after that, forgettable. Don't even care. Never have to watch them ever again. Doesn't matter. Right. So, if you're, like, putting, a, like, as a whole, all three of these movies for How to Train Your Dragon are incredible from start to finish. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is a rare... I, I agree. I think that when you talk about trilogies, especially animated movies, this one, I think you have to put it up there. Like, I think that this is a trilogy of movies, and they're all three great. Good to great. Um, There is... You don't get a bad one, like... 
they all tell great stories. They all do. Um, like the animation continues to impress. I mean, yeah, you go back and look at 2012. Like that movie doesn't look great. Um, because you see it progressing. Yeah, you definitely do. This one looks incredible. Um, we'll get to that. But yeah, I just think that this is an extremely solid franchise that I kind of feel flies under the radar because it wasn't made by Disney or Pixar. And I think that's a little unfair because I think that in this day and age, it's really hard to make one good movie, let alone three. Let al- and it doesn't have the nostalgia backing that those other movies do, which is where I was getting at with the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. This is a movie, these franchise, um, this is not an old franchise. Like we're talking seven years, three movies in seven years, eight years, somewhere in there. Um, so we don't have years and years and years to build this movie up in our head. Like the, when you get all three of these movies, they're still pretty fresh. That's fair, but can I intervene with a question? Of course. Do you think it only feels that way because, yes, it's not as old as the others? Like, if, like what actually, like, I'm not sure if we have the list right here or not, but say other franchises that have came out around the same time, maybe a little after, which you, I'm not going to consider um, The Little Minions and Despicable Me because that's like a, I feel like that's, um, something that picked up a lot larger for a younger crowd. Right. Um, but, like, anything that went with it, like, what, the Lego movie, I would say they're on the same, yeah, same, you know, popularity level. Like, everybody loves them, but it's not necessarily, like, super, super popular. Right. So who's to say, like, here in a years to come down the road that this one doesn't build up that fan base as well? Cause That's I'm true. Because I'm sure Shrek, when he first came out, it didn't have as many people. Well, it turned into memes, you know. Well, well, that's true. It definitely didn't turn into memes in the early 2000s right. whenever it came out. I mean, but Shrek 2 did make more money than Shrek 1 because that movie did grow a following. So, uh-huh. okay. So, here's the thing. I pulled up. Um, let me just make sure. I want to see the year that first How to Train Your Dragon movie came out. 2010. 2010. Okay. So, we're going to talk about 2010 animated movies. This is, I didn't plan this at all, but here we are. We'll get there. Okay, so, yeah, this actually works. This is, this is some serendipitous stuff right here. Okay, so 2010 was Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. Tangled. Oh, I love Tangled. How to Train Your Dragon and Despicable Me and Shrek Forever After. Yeah, so there you go. Also Megamind. But if oh, we're lo- Megamind. I forgot about that one. Also, but if we're looking here, if we're looking, like, at this... Like, Despicable Me, they, they made three of those, plus the Minions movie. Uh-huh. Um, two, and, like, I feel like that, movie, that franchise really falls off. Like, Despicable Me won definitely a hit. Like, everybody was talking about that movie, you know, all I the Minions. This, even, like, the, once the second one came around, everybody just kind of didn't care that Yeah, much. and then I think the third one just happened. So, there's that. Megamon, never got a sequel. Um, I mean, I think that's probably a little bit of a different story. Tangled, obviously never got a sequel. I think they didn't get a sequel, but they did end up getting a TV show. True. Toy Story 3 getting a sequel, you know, a quadruple, whatever you want to call it. But I just feel like How to Train Your Dragon comes out, three movies, also a TV show, and it nails all three of them. And mm-hmm. I just don't know that it's necessarily getting the respect it deserves. Agreed. Uh, because I think that all three of these movies are extremely solid. And that kind of rolls into what I think about the third one is I think this movie is a fantastic cap on this trilogy. Yeah. And I think that the world that they have built 
you know, in these three movies and in this one especially feels so authentic and real. It feels lived in. It feels genuine. Like you care about these characters. Like I remember going in, I was like, man, I, I kind of wish we would have watched the first two mm-hmm. before like this one. Cause I was like, I don't know if I really remember. It's been a while. And it was like, no, as soon as the movie started, I remembered all of them. I remembered all the characters. I remembered the dynamics that they all had. Like it just felt like we were coming back to Burke and just like we're we're coming back home basically which is ironic given what happens in the movie but hey uh yeah i'm not gonna spoil it but that's just that's what i thought about so i just i just feel like maybe how to train your dragon doesn't get enough love because it's not disney it's not pixar it's not whatever um it's not one of these you know fantastical franchises that everybody likes to build up but I feel like, honestly, it's on par with a lot of those franchises. It's better than most of the new stuff Disney's put out. Mm-hmm. It's better than your Frozens, your Moanas, your Zootopias, whatever. I think it's better than all of those movies. I think it's, I just think it's, maybe it's just me. Like, that's, these are just, I like dragons. So that could be it. And, you know, riding them pretty cool. Dragons but, are cool. I don't care what anybody says. It's true. And, you know, maybe maybe these are not, are not dragons because they got four legs. I don't remember. I forgot the chart that went around. But, hey, here we are. And I just, I just it just kind of bums me out. I mean, it's this movie's doing fine. It's making a lot of money. We'll get, we'll get to that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just kind of feels like the first one really hit, and it was a moment. But it feels like two and three have kind of flown under the radar. And that kind of bums me out. But, like I said, who's to say? That this franchise won't pick up some kind of momentum years to come down the road. You're right. That's true. We are still in the now of this. Obviously, like I said, the first one came out in 2010, so it's not that long ago. It's not like the 90s when Toy Story came out. So you're right. We don't know. It just feels like in the now currently, it's not getting a lot of buzz. And I want it to because I really like this. And I think this maybe has a lot to do with DreamWorks and the tumultuous like history and state of DreamWorks. And I feel like they... DreamWorks themselves, when they do put out a film, there's a lot of time in between. Right. One, like, before this one. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Well, Does well, that seem like it? Well, no, well, not really. I mean, we're talking three movies in nine years. That's pretty good. No, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, like, a completely different movie from not continuing this same movie. Like, is there another one before the How to Train oh, Your Dragon? I see what you're saying. Um, like, a completely different movie. That's a good, like, what, how many movies are DreamWorks themselves putting out? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Let's look. DreamWorks movies. We have the power of the internet. And while Dalton's looking this up, I'm going to go ahead and give the audience the summary of this film. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I just, I kind of, yeah, I, I was just, I had a thought. Oh man, okay, ants. Here we go. I haven't thought about ants in a long time. From DreamWorks animation comes a surprising tale about growing up, finding the courage to face the unknown, and how nothing can ever train you to let go. What began as an unlikely friendship between an adolescent Viking and a fearsome night fury dragon has become an epic adventure spanning their lives. Welcome to the most astonishing chapter of one of the most beloved animated franchises in film history, How to Train Your Dragon, Hidden World. Now chief and ruler of Burke alongside Astrid, Hiccup has created a glorious chaotic dragon utopia. When the sudden appearance of female light fury coincides with the darkest threat their village has ever faced, Hiccup and Toothless must leave the only home they've ever known and journey to a hidden world thought only to exist by myth. 
As their true destinies are revealed, Dragon and Ryder will fight together to the very ends of the earth to protect everything they've grown to treasure. Yeah. Okay. That's a good. I like. I, I feel like somebody that like wrote How to Train Your Dragon wrote that. <laughs> um. But yeah. So going back to this, yes. Before How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World, the last movie that DreamWorks distributed or put out was Captain Underpants, the first epic movie in June second of twenty seventeen. So yeah, it's been a minute. But that's what I'm saying. Like they're not cranking stuff out like Disney. Well, it's because they're trying to stay alive. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Maybe I, that might be what's hindering this franchise. For sure, it's possible that it's more to do with DreamWorks than anything else. It's just, I don't know. It it's just a very interesting thought occurred to me whenever I was looking into all of this about why How to Train a Dragon past number one doesn't really seem to get any love, despite staying, I think, very constant in quality. Right, yeah. I don't think there's any dips. Uh, I mean, honestly think that if they stayed, you could probably put them in any order of one, two, and three of being which one was the best, and I'd probably be okay with any of it. Like, I think they're all just that good together. Uh, they are good, and they also get, like, the best cast. That's true. They and do have a great cast. that also all together of them together are making movies with each other outside of right this so that everyone yeah that's a good that's a good segue into um like the the nitty-gritty here so it was directed by dane deploy who did the first and the second one and he also uh, directed lilo and stitch uh another underrated disney movie for sure i'd put that in my top five I'm just throwing it out there right now. Lilo and Stitch is in my top five. That's not a bad pick. I'm just saying. I don't know where. You can't make me decide where. Not right now. But I'd put it in there. Top five of what? Of like Disney movies. Okay. Yeah. Not all time. Because, come on. But Disney movies, I, I, I say that right now without like a list of Disney movies in front of me. Because I'm probably forgetting like 14 of them. But I feel like I, would, I feel pretty confident in saying but that. But I feel like saying that if that's the one you're thinking of. That should be in your top for that reason. Yeah, I just really love that movie. I watched it all the time. So, the cast of How to Train Your Dragon 3, not Lilo and Stitch. We have Jay, Bur- Jay Burchell. That's a hard name to say. It doesn't look like it'd be that hard, but it is. As Hiccup, of course. America Ferreira returns as Astrid. F. Murray Abraham as Grimmel. The wonderful Kate Blanchett as Volca. Gerard Butler as Stoic, which you'd be like, if you saw How to Train Your Dragon 2... Why is Stoic in this one? You'll see. I mean, if you saw the trailer, you also know why. We also have Craig Ferguson, Jonah Hill, uh, Christopher Mintz-Place, Kristen Wiig, Kit Harington, um, Justin Rupel taking the place of T.J. Miller as Tough Nut, because as we all know, T.J. Miller did what he did. We're just going to not talk about that, but he did. And moving on. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, a great cast, a very funny cast. I mean, Kristen Wiig, Jonah Hill... You know, Jay Bruchelle, like a lot of really great actors in here, actors and actresses for sure. So, and you're right, that definitely lends, helps this movie out because they not only are great, like a cast, but they've done three movies together now in this franchise. And, you know, they've all worked together and separately and, and all that good stuff. They're all very hardworking actors. And I think that just goes to speak to the quality of this movie again. Like, they feel like, a group like they feel like a family mm-hmm. we want to talk about like fast and furious like they're a family they they get each other that they, they have this really great chemistry that i really enjoy and like i was i was into this movie like the whole time like i was never bored it doesn't lull for me um 
it's a it's so much fun we saw it in imax so it was stunning to look at and yeah i just from start to finish i was just into this movie i was like almost crying at the end oh man it was it was rough but hey that's what they do right that's what these movies they always do that and yeah i just i was just super into it i think it was just a beautiful ending to this whole franchise and i just really really enjoyed it what about you um, of course, it was really great to see our beloved Toothless. Yeah. And him finding, um, a sweetheart, if you will. Oh, man. Those, sorry to interject. But Babe, you can't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil anything. But, like, just those scene, that scene where they're, like, flying together. Like, it's, like, really long. Yes, it was, oh, like, the man. Lion King. Didn't you make that? Yeah, I did. Like, I yeah. leaned over to you and started singing, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? It was just like that. And it, it gave you the same feeling it, as that Lion King moment. It does. And it's like Simba and Nala. Yeah, it did. I agree. And it was just, like, they just, like, they're flying over into the clouds and then that storm. Ugh, so beautiful. But, okay, continue. Yeah, it was, it was such a cute story and... I don't know, like, like we were going back to how we have this connection to this trilogy. It's just like you, like, we love each and one, each one of these characters. We feel like we kind of, um, I guess, resemble at least one character in this film. Mm-hmm. And we, like, hold on to them, and we want them to win each time, and cheering them on, like, it's, it's great. It's, I love it so much. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think that it's just a quality. It's just quality all the way throughout. Like, there's not really any. Like, I, like I said, I think my only major complaint with this movie is I kind of wish it would have been longer. Like, I could have done with like fifteen or twenty more minutes of just like letting the story kind of breathe a little more because it does move. And I get it. It's a kids movie. Like, kids gotta keep them entertained. Kids are dumb and they they get bored really quickly. So hey, gotta keep it moving. But I, I would have loved, like, a little more time with, like, the villain, you know, and stuff like that. Just kind of, because he's brand new, so just to fresh, flesh him out a little more. But that's me watching these movies as an adult. Just saying, an older hiccup mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of John Krasinski. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people put that side by side. I don't remember where I saw that. Probably Twitter. Yeah, but probably. Yeah. He's yeah. a good-looking guy. I could see it, you and know. he's an animated character, so that... what's that say about me? Well, that's fine. <laughs> That was, like, the thing, though, speaking of that, of, like, the bearded, like, did you not notice how crazy, like, throughout the whole movie, you could, like, see him growing facial hair? Yeah. Like, that was that. wild. I don't know how that they do that. That was deep, deep thought right there. Like, the animation in this movie is just bonkers. The, the scene, they're, like, flying through that cave, nondescript cave, no spoilers here. Oh, uh, yeah, it kind of, like, gave you a bit of, like, an avatar feel. Yeah, like, but with good. The, with the neon-looking colors. Yeah, exactly. Avatar's was, good. Sorry. We're going to have a whole fight about that one. Like, we're going to do a special episode, and we're just going <laughs> to fight about that movie one day. Right before the sequel comes out in 2045. Um, we'll all be dead, so it won't matter. <laughs> but, yeah, and it wow. was just... Well, <laughs> sorry. Getting depressing. Okay, continue. On, you know, back to this kid's movie. Um, but, yeah, uh, so how did you feel about... So, like, really the main new, new thing in this, other than... There are two major developments in this movie. That come to the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. One, the Light Fury, as we talked about, female toothless. So we'll start there. Did you like the introduction of a girl Night Fury and, you know, like a love story for Toothless? How did you How did you feel about that? I loved how they introduced. Mm-hmm. Like she she's showing like 
Um, so, so what I kind of gathered, you may have gathered something else. I always like to do this because you pick up things differently than I do. Mm-hmm. So from what I've gathered, Light Fury has advanced more in her, um, like, abilities, I guess. Like, things, powers yeah. that she can do, right. I guess, if you want to use that term. Um, so, sh- can I say this or is it going to spoil it? Well, I, I don't know what you're going to say. You're going to talk I'm about just like, gonna say it. Okay, whatever. Maybe it's a spoiler, but look, you run that risk. We try not to spoil anything, but hey, I mean. I mean, it's not really a spoiler okay. to the story, but it's a spoiler to whatever. I'm just getting into We're it. We're going to talk about it. Um, So she can go invisible. Yeah, they show that in the trailer. Okay, you're you're cool. fine. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, so she goes invisible and Toothless doesn't see her at first. Right. And um, there's a whole bunch of chaos going around at the time, so I don't think he picks up on her scent either, because later he kind of, like, senses her. Right. Um, and I think that's brilliant. Like, she kind of gets, like, a first look of him mm-hmm. before he really sees her. Right. And then that's kind of bringing into, like, she's kind of been watching him from the outside until she feels like she can get in closer to him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just brilliant how, when Toothless first sees her, how captivated he is of her because he thinks she's beautiful and like she's um like i don't even know like do you think toothless has seen other dragons like him or no i mean probably not like you know he's pretty much the only one so it seemed definitely like he probably hasn't uh yeah i i agree and and, you know it kind of rolls into like yeah her showing up and you know distracting toothless and everything rolls into the bad guy Mm -hmm. the new bad guy which I forget his name now. Grimmel, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah, Grimmel. That is right. Uh, I knew it. Right off the top of my head. Who's like a dragon hunter? And we... I don't want to spoil that. Never mind. Um, but, yeah. So, he, so he's a brand new bad guy in this movie. He is trying to hunt and kill all of the dragons. Because that's what most of the people in this world do. But how did you feel about him and his whole arc and deal? Honestly, like the whole play of... Him using Light Fury to get closer to them mm-hmm. um, reminded me a lot of Hercules. Okay. Kind of like how Zeus, not Zeus, sorry. What's Hades. His name? Hades, thank you, gosh. Hades is using, um, what's her name? Meg. Meg to get in closer to Hercules and that's take a, him down. That's a deep cut right there. It is yeah, a deep cut, I get, that's yeah, exactly what it made me true. think of. Um. Yeah, I agree. I think that I think he's a pretty cool villain. Um, I like I said, I would I would have honestly liked a little more time with him. We probably could have like cut out those warlord dudes and just like let him have all the time. But I get it. And yeah, he's very menacing and scary, and I do appreciate that. Like this whole movie kind of has a darker tone. I feel like than maybe the first two. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely feels a little more perilous, a little more bleak at times. Um, and a little, like, it's kind of like, it's a movie about, like, hard choices, right? And about, um, like, what's the difference between, like, being a partner with somebody and, like, relying on them? Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about that with, like, Toothless and Hiccup, with this, like, with Burke and their dragons in general. You know, they they kind of have this theme going on of, of, you know, is this relationship, you know, helping or hurting you? And I think that's a really interesting message to, like, poison a kid's movie of, like, hey... You know, too much of a good thing can be bad. Y- you know, like it can it can be detrimental to your growth and to your and to your like overall being as a person mm-hmm. if you rely too much on these things. Like, I mean, the perfect example is like Toothless can't fly without Hiccup. 
I mean, he totally could, and Hiccup tried, you know, they try to let, make him the, the, like, new tail so he can fly on his own, and he doesn't want it. And, like, that's a major plot point in the, in the movie of, like, now he can't go and be with the Light Fury because, like, she's flying off and doing all this stuff, and, and he's stuck to the ground. And she won't let, you know, she's obviously wild and scared of humans still, so she won't let Hiccup nearby. So Toothless kind of comes at these odds where he's like, well, I need to fly, but, to, but Hiccup can't come with me. And I just, I just think it's a really interesting and cool message to put in a movie like this about kids. I think it's one you don't really see as often. Yeah. Of like, you know, it's all, you know, these movies are all about friendship and the power of friendship and, oh, cool, you know, be with your friends. I think this one was really about like finding yourself and all of that. Exactly. And this one's more about like who you want to be as an individual and, you know, how, what can you count on yourself to do? Not, you know, not always doing everything by yourself. Like they obviously do have those moments where like, hey. Like Hiccup needs Astrid to kind of like believe in him, but still, it's still a it's still a movie with a message about you know the power of doing things your, yourself and like I, making your own choices right. and not being scared to do that. Exactly, and and also like you can't always have the best of both worlds, like making compromises and all of those things. And I I just really enjoyed that. I think that's really cool. To I think put it's in this a movie. really deep message. I agree, um, an important one too, especially yeah, in for sure. World. Yeah, I agree. I think that in a, in a world where you can kind of get like washed out by everything and in a world of like trends and, and challenges and all of this stuff and like imitation, I think that's a really interesting message and good message to put in a movie like this. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, so to kind of get into the final thoughts here, um, I guess movie three and a half out of five stars. It's, it's really, really good, really solid. Um I, I can think it could have been a little longer, could have fleshed out the story a little better, but I get that. It's me. Like Again, as we kind of go through these animated movies, it's me as an adult watching these movies for kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty, really good score. 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 71% on Metacritic. Um, it is destroying at the box office. Um, it made $55 million at the opening weekend. It's up to $378 million already. So, I mean, $129 million budget, it's just raking all the money in. And I'm sure it will continue to do so. Well, I mean, Captain Marvel comes up next week, so that probably won't help, but I'm sure it'll be fine. But what about you? Um, I give it also a three and a half out of five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the characters. I've always loved the trilogy. Um, Hiccup is the coolest character. And I, something that we didn't pick, like, you know. Mm-hmm talk about like him being missing a leg that's true and amputee. um you know being you know, what would you call that i don't want to say the wrong thing i mean he's an amputee yeah okay there you go um and you know just giving like real life people who deal with things like that like a leading powerful role like that's important that's too. true you're exactly right um and i just i think it, i think you're right i wish this trilogy would get more hype behind it because it is such a good story and a good message um but i honestly think that it'll gain that later. yeah because a lot of people that you talk or at least that i've talked to um always say good and positive things about these movies yeah i hope you're right but uh so that is how to train your dragon the hidden world now we are going to roll right along into fighting with my family the... Talk about a funny movie. <laughs> yes, it is. So, Fighting With My Family is... Well, Cousin, why don't you just tell them what it's about? Okay. <laughs> so, Fighting With My Family, um, 
Born into a tight-knit wrestling family, Paige and her brother Zach are ecstatic when they get the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to try out for the WWE. But when only Paige earns a spot in the competitive training program, she must leave her loved ones behind and face this new cutthroat world alone. Paige's journey pushes her to dig deep and ultimately prove to the world that what makes her different is the very thing that can make her a star. Yeah, so this is a true story, like we should say. This uh, Paige is a real WWE superstar. Which I did not know. Yep. Into this. Yeah, so this is a biopic, basically. Um, this was written and directed by Stephen Merchant. Yes, that's Stephen Merchant. Everybody's favorite X-Men. X-Man, right? You saw Logan. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny because he was also like in the movie. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so he kind of did like a Taiga Watiti thing. Yeah, yes he did. That's a good, yes he sure did. Or uh, M. Not Shyamalan. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, I think it's very funny that on IMDb, the first person um, in the cast of this movie is The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. But so yeah, so like I said, this is written and directed by Stephen Merchant. Uh, it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, of course, because how could you not with... You know, a movie about professional wrestling. It also stars Nick Frost, uh, Lena Headey, uh, Florence Pugh, Jack Loden, and Olivia Burnstone. It also, uh, man, he's not on here, but Vince Vaughn is all, oh, very yeah, he's prominent. On he's not on the IMDb one. It's kind of crazy. Oh. That's weird. Anyway, um, but yeah, so really good cast, especially uh, Nick Frost and Lena Headey. I like them a lot. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I think Nick Frost should be in everything, but maybe because he's not in everything, that's why I like him so much. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, so this is a movie Chris and I, I think, both kind of went in being like, meh, I don't know if this is going to be any good. Like, I don't know if we're going to like this. Neither one of us like wrestling or indoor wrestling or anything like that. Um, well, I don't want to say that I, like, I definitely don't hate it, but yeah, I'm not fans of it. Right. So I definitely don't want to knock it because True. I think I could be interested in it. Like, you know. Fair. Yeah, look, six-year-old Dalton, very into wrestling. Stone Cold Steve Austin was the man, is the man, and will always be the man. But current Dalton, not in... Yeah, I agree. We don't dislike professional wrestling. We're just not, we just don't follow it. I should say, probably the closest thing I follow to professional wrestling is the movie Trivia Schmodown. Um, you should watch, all should watch that. But yeah, so this is probably not a movie that was made for us. And so I think that speaks a lot to the quality of the film to say that we both walked out very much enjoying it right yeah definitely yeah um this is a movie that is a lot of fun it's hilarious it's very heartwarming um it's kind of got those sports movie like trial and error yeah get knocked down get back up moments that you know you just kind of start rooting for like Paige as a character and i just yeah, I, de- I definitely, this was a big, this movie was a big surprise for me. Like, it kind of made me want to watch wrestling a little bit. Yeah, honestly, it did me too. Um, I don't know if we ever will. Like, that's probably a hollow, like, threat. But I was kind of like, man, I could probably watch some wrestling again. Like, when they were, sh- and, and it was cool because, like, you also got, I don't know how sensationalized it was because I have no, like, feeling for this world. But you do get, a, like, a look in behind the scenes of, like, how they train and, like, pick these people. And I think that's really cool. Um, like I said, I don't know how true it is. It's, it just was produced by the WWE. So, of course, they want to like make it look as good as they can. 
But still, it was interesting to see, like, the whole, how the sausage is made for professional wrestling. Like the funny analogies. Yeah, well, you know. Um, but yeah, so, just, what are your kind of initial thoughts on this movie? How did you feel, um, how did you feel about the cast? You know, standout moments? Just the whole lowdown on fighting with my family. How did you feel about it? Um, I think the cast was honestly perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you've got um, uh, Lena Hedy, 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 one of the two. Okay. Um, of course, she's you know huge mega star right now because mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones, yeah. and of course, you've got the Rock in there. But I like how they've thrown in not so popular um other actors and actresses, right? To where it kind of gives you the feeling of like like a coming of. Not necessarily coming of age, but like a rise to fame kind of story. So right. I do appreciate that aspect of it. Um, I I think the writing for this movie was also done very well. Yeah, excellent. There's going to be quotes that you and I are going to use <laughs> until the end of time, probably. That's so, That's so funny. Yeah. Um, I think the person, uh, the what's her name, Florence? How do you say her last I think name? It's- Maybe Pew. Pew. I don't know. She's okay. she is actually British. She was in um, Lady Macbeth, which is kind of like an indie cult classic movie from 2016. Um, she was also in another movie we actually reviewed, which was Outlaw King. She sure was. That's right. She was an Outlaw King. She was um his wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think she did. She did an amazing job playing Paige. Yeah, she is great she's in this movie. Super believable. Um. Yeah. She's she's really good in this movie uh, all the way around. I agree. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought everyone who played and had a part in this movie um, did great. Especially like how you mentioned before, like two people who aren't really into wrestling, don't know much about the world, but mm-hmm. came out of this movie enjoying it and kind of not necessarily wanting it to end, maybe even wanting another. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, like when it comes down to the end, and it kind of like goes to black. I was really hoping they were gonna like flash forward, and we were gonna get like her kind of because it leads up to like the movie leads up to her like making her debut in the WWE. And I was really hoping it was gonna like flash forward, and like we were gonna get a little bit of her being a superstar. And it doesn't, which I get. This is an origin story. Like that was just me selfishly wanting all of that. But like I didn't know how it was gonna end. Obviously, since we're not fans, I didn't know she was gonna win yeah, or anything like that. that. Like that was that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. I was dying laughing throughout all of it. I think Stephen Merchant just is a very funny dude. Um, he's funny in all the stuff that he's in when he's an actor. He obviously can write it really well as well, because he, he wrote this movie also, mm-hmm. or at least was lead writer. And yeah, just the humor that they have in there. They have like this one character who is like, so I guess we should back up a little bit. Like, in the, like, they're from Norwich, England, and she, they said her, her whole family, they run with the, the WAW. Yeah, that's it. Um, so they have, like, this own, their own, like, wrestling league that they, they, like, run together as a family, and they all get out there and wrestle Bunch together. Bunch of ragtag yeah, kids and, on the street. Right. And so they, yeah, they, like, teach, you know, they have, like, the, all these kids that they're teaching how to wrestle, and it's like keeping them from doing like selling drugs and doing all this other bad stuff. Like it's really admirable. And they, they even have this kid who's blind who they like let, you know, tag along with them and stuff like that. And just some of the jokes they have with the blind kid, 
just crack me up. And he's in on it too. Yeah, like, he is. Like, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah, they're like not making fun of him. Well, like they are, but like, you know, they're making fun of him, like make him be part of, like one of the guys. Like when they pull up that one time and he doesn't get up and he's like, don't tell me you've gone deaf too. I was. And and he's just sitting there on the swing, like laughing yeah. as they like tell a joke. Like it, it's all in good humor. Yeah, it is. It's really well done. Um, And I just love the whole vibe of this film. I think that the family dynamic that they put together, like how they all are just so into wrestling and like you can just look in the background and they have all these pictures up of all of them like holding fake belts up and like even her mom who yeah. I think they mentioned was uh like in addict. the WWE. No. Or, or she was like somewhat popular well, at the time. Well, I mean, yeah, well, she, I don't know. There wasn't any of that. They weren't perfect. Like they all tried. They've all tried to go pro, but they couldn't do it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, well, but like, like they talk about how the parents had like very hard past and like wrestling kind of like saved them. Kind of like they they like liking it to religion saving people. Mm-hmm. Like they were like born again Christians, but with the WWE, which I thought was very funny. And because like they stop, you know, like stealing and doing drugs and start watching wrestling, and now they have like a family, which it's it's just like very wholesome. In a weird way, for sure. But like a dark twisted. Yeah, way. it is. And but they're all in on it, and I, I just I really enjoy all of that. And yeah, and just like the whole story, like they do. Like, I mean, I guess is it a little cliche? Sure, but also I guess if it's a true story, like how much of that can you write out? You know, right? Like, you know, like you like you talked about, like she gets knocked down a lot, mm-hmm. but also like when you're coming from a small town in nowhere England to being in the WWE, which is massive. Yeah. You know, how many times, you know, that probably is really hard. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't know how much of that they play up for the camera and how much of that is just, yeah, a lot of people want to be a professional wrestler. And, you know, there's only so many people that can be, obviously. So, yeah, I just really, I just really love the whole feel of this movie. It was really a surprise hit for me. Uh, A lot like, escape room maybe where i was it was going into a movie feeling like man i'm probably not really gonna like this and coming out like really really enjoying it mm-hmm. and you know i can't wait for it to like come out on dvd or whatever so i can watch it again because like you said it's just so quotable and so fun that it's got that obviously with like nick frost i guess maybe it's kind of got that like hot buzz Shaun of the dead feel mm-hmm. of just like we're just gonna say stuff we're not really gonna like play up a joke or anything like that or like build one it's just going to be, like, funny banter of, like, we're just a weird kooky family and we say weird stuff to each other because it's normal to us, but it's not normal to other people. And, like, they have the moment where, like, Stephen Merchant's character, he kind of plays a straight man, which I think is really funny. And they just have that, like, dinner scene where they're all just talking about everything. and Like, two families coming from two different yeah. worlds colliding into this dinner and... They're just, like, taken aback by all the, like, things that come out of their mouths. They're right. just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it's just, it's just really, really good. Um, I, I honestly can't say enough good things about this movie. I don't really have a ton of complaints. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, maybe it's just kind of, like, very straightforward. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's not really, like, there are a lot of low lows. I just think it, like, it goes kind of high in a couple moments, but it just, I, it's just, it's just a good movie. It's just a good time, like. It's not trying to win an Oscar or anything, but you're going to have fun. You're going to feel good leaving this movie. It's just going to put you in a good mood, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I really like the um, the turmoil between 
Paige and her brothers. That's back. true. I we think didn't, they we should do talk a about that. Great job between them two and their dynamic and their relationship. Right, because yeah, he has to now watch his sister live out his dream. Like they both want to do this. That's a mm-hmm. good point that we should we should brought that up earlier. Um, but yeah, like you get this really interesting juxtaposition of like her going through the training and him being stuck back in his normal life now, where he was a hundred percent sure he was going, and now he doesn't. And so what do you do? How does life go on now that your dream, now that you've been told no, like your dream isn't going to happen? How do you deal with that? And yeah, he do, I mean, he doesn't deal with it well for a, for a lot of this movie. And that is, it's a really interesting to watch that happen. And you see how it's affecting her too. Cause she, I don't think at first she realizes that he's kind of like uh, jealous, mm-hmm. but also like taking it out on her by like ignoring her and not wanting anything to do with her about it and like how it's affecting her because at the end when he finally opens up to her um about how he's feeling you see the movie kind of taking a turn so Mm -hmm. like they're very much a very close family right yeah especially them two like like there's that there's a moment it's like you know i always knew she was gonna make it because she has one thing that nobody else does and he's like what is that and she's like she had you like they, he was her. They were each other's support system. Like mm-hmm. he, he was. You know, he. She got where she was because of him and because of the lifetime of them training together and wrestling together. She learned all of those things, and you even see that in her like first WWE match. She uses his move. Right. Yeah. And I just think that's really cool. And they have a really, really cool and fun. Well, not always fun, but very good and well developed dynamic together. Yeah. Like their arc throughout this movie is is really. Um, engrossing it's very touching and it's super well done and like shout out to the writing writers for that because it's that that could have it very easily could have gotten real like cheesy and lifetime movie and oh yeah they do a really good job of like of like pulling it back just enough to where you really feel invested and you you like want them to make up obviously they do the thing that dalton says every time if you do this he's gonna like this movie they right. don't try to be more than what they are. Yeah, they that's exactly right. They stick to their plot and their story, mm-hmm. and they do it well. Yep. And that's all they have to do. And it's a great movie because exa- of it. You're exactly right. Um, just like The Rock says, don't try to be the next me. Try to be the first you. Mm-hmm. Um, man, shout out to The Rock in this the movie, Rock too. The Rock is such a oh great guy. I freaking love him. Oh, man. And you, you don't get a lot of him, which I think is, is smart. Because it very easily, same deal, it's just like, they just make so many good choices of this movie. And this is another one where they just give you enough of The Rock to where it makes the movie better. But they don't give you so much of The Rock where you're kind of like, well, this is just the movie with The Rock in it now and, like, the story of the sidebar. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Like, they give you just enough. He's got, a, you know, a few key scenes. He has, obviously, that scene in the trailer that you see where he's, like, yelling at him, which is longer oh, in the gosh. movie and is hilarious. And... Chris and I have not stopped talk, quoting it since we saw it, but and then he gets one more scene, um, like at a kind of like a, you know, kind of like the climax of the movie, that works like really the well. Turning point. Yeah, and that's it, and it's great, and you know they're obviously going to sell it like, hey, The Rock's in this movie because The Rock makes sells money, makes money for people and everything, and I get that, but they this don't. This is also his world too. Right. Like you'd be crazy not to have The Rock in them. That's so true. I just want. I want to. I want to. This same movie, but The Rock, but he plays himself. Can we yes. get that? Can we get that? Oh man! Who do we got to call? WWE Vince call? McMahon. I know you listen. <laughs> Give us that. 
But <laughs> he doesn't listen. But maybe he will not. We'll send him our tape. Yeah, we'll see how he feels about it later. I'm gonna, we're going to be uh, on the desk for the WWE. You know, like, a lot of people try to, like, try to become wrestlers. We're going to try to be, like, the play-by-play people. We're going to get that call, like, look, you guys are good, but you yeah. just don't have the it factor. You just don't have the X factor. So, I guess, you know. Yeah, our sister podcast is going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess wrapping it up here, um, I'd really highly recommend this movie. Like, I'm sure a lot of people probably felt the same way we did. Well, they're like, I'm not going to see a movie about wrestling. Like, I don't care. I don't watch wrestling. Now. Well, go see this movie. Like, no matter how you feel about wrestling, look, you may not like football, but you like to remember the Titans, didn't you? Same deal. You know, no excuse. Go watch this movie. It's it's really good. It's it's really well done. It'll have, make you laugh. It'll. I was crying at the end. I'm not even gonna lie. I was misty eyed. I was misty eyed. Let's say that. I don't know that the tears rolled, but they were definitely welling up. So. It'll make you feel it's it's really really well done. It's really funny. Um, what do you give it score wise? Um, I give it three and a half out of five stars again. I I think it's just it's just a really solid, well done movie. What I give about it you? three and a half out of five stars as well. Yeah. I think we saw two solid movies this this weekend. I agree. And they both hold their own. Mm-hmm. And I I I would say yeah. Like last week we had the same thing, right? Where mm-hmm. we had two movies we enjoyed. Yeah. So here we are again. Yeah, I mean, for your uh, audio listening pleasure. Right. You get two new movies this week two that you have to go see. Yeah, and then you and know what? If do you feel like How to Train Your Dragon doesn't get what it deserves? Let me know. Do you think it gets too much? I want to know. Do you hate Let's dragons? Let's start the movement now, guys. Yeah. Let's get How to Train Your Dragon. Let's build the hype. Look. Let's get people in on it. I'm not saying start the hashtag How to Train Your Dragon is better than Toy Story, but hey, maybe we do. Maybe we can start, maybe we can be the first few people to start some memes with How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. And we'll just like build the hype that way because that seems to be the trend. Yeah, that's true. We just need fake Netflix accounts hyping up their movie. Oh, man. Did you ever hear about that? The Bird Box? Oh, yeah, I did. When Netflix was making like fake accounts on Mm -hmm. Twitter to like, oh, man, that's wild. But that's another, that's a different show. <laughs> but uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, next week is a huge weekend. Oh, yes, it cause is. Because what are we reviewing? Well, what's the maiden review? Captain Marvel. That's yeah. right. Higher, further, faster. Captain Marvel. The MCU is back, baby. Um, if you have been, fo- well, I guess we haven't got to talk about an MCU. Well, we talked about Avengers in our top 10 episode. Yeah, we did. But. We haven't got to review an MCU like movie yet. Yeah, at all. Um, Chris and I are huge MCU fans. Uh, we love it. We watched all 20 movies last year. We, we're just huge fans. In so order. This is very exciting. Another movie's coming out. You know, the one right before Endgame. So that'll be the main review next week. I think we're also going to do Paddleton, which is a new Netflix movie starring Mark Duplass. If you ever watched The League, he is on there. I love The League. You should watch that show it's on netflix or i think it's on hulu now it was an fx show it's about fantasy football it's really funny but it's it's also got ray romano in it i believe the paddleton does so i think we're gonna do those two i don't know that there's anything else major coming out next week we might watch greta also Okay. okay that new thriller with chloe grace moretz it's getting pretty mixed reviews but it's like just good enough reviews where I, I want to see it for myself. Like it's not getting panned, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's kind of divisive. And then the trailer sold me enough. So probably check that one out as well. 
But yeah, I think that is going to do it for us this week. And if you want to keep up with us Mm -hmm. throughout the week, here is where you can find all of our juicy, juicy content. Yeah. Um, You can find us on Facebook in real time. Um, There's also a link on the Facebook to send us emails that are directly to our. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in real time um, pod at gmail.com. Um, send us your, your own reviews, your questions, your concerns, your feedback, whatever you want to send us. Yeah. Just send it over. We'll possibly read it on the show. If it's good. Yeah. I mean, if it's, you know, downing our show, we're probably not. Yeah. Or like racist. Wow, I wanted to throw that in there. Well, okay. I'm just saying that we're not going to read racist stuff on this show. Okay, why would you? Anyway, I'm just Instagram I'm just it there. at in real time pod, and then also Twitter at the same in real time pod. So come tweet at us, like our Instagram post, share it with your friends, tell them about how great this podcast is because hello, yeah. it's freaking great. It's true. It is. Yeah. But yeah, that's all we got. That's all you got. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, then that's the end of the show. Um, Until next week, I love you.